you know, what your thoughts are on that, on if, if the United States and China, in terms of the policies they have to promote their own industries, are playing by very different rules, indeed maybe even playing different games, how can the U.S. succeed then, given that kind of environment?
try to visit with as best you can, uh, believes that the United States policy is to try to keep China down. And I hope that's not our policy, And uh, uh, but I think that's the perception there. And I think that's a real shame because there's no reason in the world why both countries can't prosper. And I think they prosper together and make one and one equal to three. Right. Where do you think that perception comes from? Uh, excuse me. I think that uh, uh, I think there are a number of things. One, one is there are obviously such great cultural differences. There are bound to be suspicions. Uh, I think another is the U.S. has been so prosperous that uh, uh, other nations, uh, there's a certain degree of jealousy. Uh, I think that's probably less true of China than in a lot of other countries. And uh, I think that uh, uh, the, uh, some of the policies of the U.S. Uh, would probably lead Chinese people to come to that conclusion, just like some of the uh, behavior in China the U.S. Uh, uh, citizenry to be suspicious. And, uh, I, I think it's one of those things that working together and with a, uh, a, uh, oh, a referee, if you will, uh, like the WTO and like the U.N., uh, and I, I view them as far from perfect, but I think they can help. Okay. Now, some some people talk about they see China moving to dominate key industries and through their industrial policies, subsidies and the like, um, foreign transfer um, requirements, that sort of thing, that they're seeking to dominate these industries and then essentially shut out American producers, whether it's in the solar industry or the wind um, power industry or even the, the aerospace industry. And, and so what, what, what people who argue that line say is that unless the U.S. takes a very, a very strong, firm tack against China, it's going to be a zero-sum game and, and the United States will be at the the losing side of that. What are what are your thoughts on on that argument? Well, in, in my business career, I have tried to compete with foreign governments and uh, also their own government on at least one occasion. Right. And there is no uh, way that a firm, and our firm was at that time, I think, one of the of the twenty five largest in the country. Uh, there is no way that companies compete with governments. Uh, the governments have their printing presses and they make the rules, they enforce the rules, they interpret the rules. And so uh, governments could dominate the market uh, in certain areas, but they can't dominate every market. They have to pick and choose the ones they want to dominate. I think it's unfortunate. Uh, I, I don't know that I'm not accusing anybody but the China of doing this. I just don't know what, uh, what their policy is. But uh, the best thing that we could do, uh, I think, are two things. One is really do seek working together to get what we would think of as a level playing field. And secondly, uh, uh, we've got to get out and compete. We've got to get better. And I think uh, the latter has uh, far more payoff for us. Uh, 
if we would invest more in research and uh, do a better job of educating our children, if we would have better tax policies, better immigration policy, better patent policy, and I can go down the line, uh, if we would fix our national debt, uh, I think that's a lot more important uh, than worrying about Chinese knock- knockoffs to pocketbooks. And I saw lots of those on my, my recent trip. <laughs> sure. So I guess what what I would, you know, my comment on, on that would be, so if, so there are lots of reasons or lots of factors that make, for example, Chinese state-owned enterprises inefficient, and that there are some reasons why companies that are, in, whether they're in Germany or the United States or Japan, but companies that are innovative can compete even against these behemoth state-owned enterprises that have huge government funds behind them. Is, is, that, is that a fair statement? Well, I think you have a point. And uh, I've traveled to 111 countries in recent years, and I happen to be a one that I think uh, has a uh, system more effective than our free enterprise system with all its flaws. And uh, I have yet to see one where government uh, does things better than the private sector. And having said that, I've spent 10 years in our government. I do believe government has a very important role. But I don't think it's competing in the marketplace. Right. So uh, I, 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 I think that, that, as I say, that governments can pick a few areas that they can really focus on not so much through uh, innovation. Uh, governments are not great at innovation. Uh, but rather, just through uh, sheer force of size and through uh, policy, that they could dominate those areas. But I think those areas are limited in number. And uh, it, it may be that uh, China can dominate the, uh, uh, the solar cell market or the battery market. And I think that's important. I don't think they could dominate every market uh, because I just think the free enterprise system is a lot more effective than government-owned enterprises. So uh, to that extent, I would surely agree with you. Okay. Now, going back to, to, to the WTO as sort of the arbiter of the rules, if you will, some people say that when the WTO members were discussing China's accession before China came into the WTO, that American and and Western European policymakers didn't do enough, didn't put enough into the accession agreement to ensure that the American and Western European economies wouldn't be essentially overrun by China. Um, And so in 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 that sense, some people say, well, it's the... American and Western European policymakers are partly to blame for for the ways that China has been able to skirt the rules, um, and and similarly that policymakers haven't taken a hard enough stance where, against China where they are clearly breaking the rules. Um, what do you have thoughts on that? On on the responsibility of policymakers in the West to really counter China's uh, 
mercantilist policies where not not that all of their policies are mercantilist but where they are I, I think that uh, there's ample blame to go around and certainly some of it uh, is on our side as well uh, but uh, you know what's history is history and uh, I think what you try to do is given where we are to make the most of it and uh, people change agreements uh, are in everybody's interest to change, and uh, I'm sure there are things that uh, we would do differently today from the way we did them in the past. So, yes, I suspect there is some blame in that regard, but I don't think that's an excuse, uh, nor did you suggest it was, uh, uh, for continuing to pursue bad policies. And uh, I think one tries to improve the policies in a, in a professional manner. I don't suggest for a moment that this is easy. This, uh, as I say, I have had experience of competing with foreign governments, and we lose every time. And so I kind of, at least at the end of my career, uh, we just didn't engage in those fields. We, uh, we gave those markets up. Okay. I might say similarly, uh, and I'm not alluding necessarily to China or any other particular country, but uh, many things that I would refer to as ethical standards that are different in our country from other countries, uh, uh, I, I think you have to abide by your own ethical standards, and if you can't do business with those standards, uh, then you better stay out of those markets. And we, in this country, uh, companies have had to make that choice. Right, that's that's a, a good point, and, and fortunately, it's easier to hold companies accountable nowadays. You know, with with the internet and and global journalism, um, making consumers aware of of companies' practices in whatever markets they're in. Absolutely uh, true, and uh, the, uh, I think by and large, there's a coming together in that area. Sure. So it, it it sounds like what your your sort of bottom line message here, and, and please of course correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like the the system, the international trading system, including the WTO, is certainly not perfect. But there are some in some in many ways it works and it's certainly better than nothing. And the best thing that any country can do is is focus on its own competitiveness, education, innovativeness, research and development, and work with other competitor countries to to ensure that the the rules and the game are the same. Is is that fair? Said very well, and I would just add. Uh and to try to improve the uh, effectiveness uh, of organizations like the WTO working together. Okay, great. You said it very well. <laughs> good, good. Well, Norm, I don't have any other questions prepared for you. Is there anything else that you wanted to mention or think that I should have asked you about? Well, I think you've covered the issue uh, quite well. Uh, extremely important issue, and uh, I, I think in the long-term interests 
uh, of all nations and all companies uh, if uh, we are better served to try to the extent we can uh, sit down and often with a, uh, a neutral third party uh, to try to resolve some of these issues uh, trade wars have historically proved to be uh, ineffectual and damaging to everyone and uh, I, I would hope that uh, as China gets stronger which I think it will uh, that uh, we can do exactly those things that you said in your summary, and that is to focus on being more competitive and trying to get a level playing field.